This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 182, the Texas four-step. Nice. Yeah. The four-step. That's the best way to go. In your face. Dallas. That's four. Uh, uh, Go ahead, Pat. Oh, yeah. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Woo! Yeah. So if you're listening to this on Cinco de Cis, uh, make sure <laughs> yeah. make sure you have a margarita anyway, even if it's on your train ride to work. Yeah, it's your last day of work, right? It's a Friday, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, everybody can get drunk at work. And it's a Red Bulls game day. There's no better reason to drink. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're not drinking at work tomorrow, you're just a bad fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Red Bulls with a... Absolute destruction of FC Dallas, 4 nothing, Three goals in the second half. Uh, just, I, I, Bradley Ray, I don't know, Ray Phillips didn't score. Um, I can't remember who else. I, I know Grello was one. I can't remember who else scored. I, wow. Uh, we're not going to let you figure that out. Should we let him try? Yep. Uh, right. There's this thing called the internet. No, you're not going to look it up. No, 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 no. cheating. Honor system, no figure it out. Uh, I know one was Sam. That was the fr- that was the the amazing free kick goal. That's the one. Which I'm about to watch right now, actually on MLS. No, Live. no, turn it up. You have no, to no, no, no. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it's, it's about to happen. So there you go. Um, Grella had the header. There you go. That's true. Uh, I feel like Kleshin had one, but I can't remember if that's true or not. Yes. Yep. And I can't remember the last one. I want to say the last one's Fleet, but I don't think that one's right. <laughs> Actually correct. None of those were right, but they were all right. <laughs> yeah, they're all correct. Well, there you go. I I don't know how I thought they weren't right, but whatever. <laughs> um, so let's get right into this one. Yeah. <laughs> With our like and dislike, and uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about this game? Oh, jeez. I mean, what do you even dislike? Uh, I, uh, I guess. I dislike, you know what I dislike? I dislike that I couldn't find anyone to go to the game with. Um, even though Chris Award, if you're listening. Thank you for the offer for the future to be my friend and go to a game. <laughs> but uh, I, I had I tweeted out and saying, like, you know, all my friends were unavailable for the game. I had even planned ahead of time with friends saying, hey, this day, you want to go to the game? And they're like, sure. But, of course, because I sent, never sent any reminders, they were like, I can't go this week. So, um, you know, that that's my big disappointment because it uh, would have been a great game to go to. Um, so that's really it. That's the only complaint I can I can make is that I couldn't find anyone to go to the game with, and uh, it was a hell of a game. Well, I, I, I will always say that my dislike is Unimas, because it's Unimas. Unimas! And my other dislike is just how bad Sasha Kleischen is. And it's we're going to so talk bad. about this later, too. I mean, clearly, as the fans have, yeah, have, they, they have spoken, he's yeah. terrible. He doesn't belong in the field. Sean Davis is, is the clear starter in his spot. Sean, Sasha Kleischen is amateur. You know, just another week, just two weeks in a row where he's just been just pitiful. Can't do anything. Can't score goals off a nice header, off a rebound, off the crossbar. I mean, the fact that Matt Doyle said he should be in the camp of a mixed discord uh, for the national team just makes me sure that Matt Doyle's losing his mind. Clearly, he's he's not even paying. He went on vacation. I think the sun went to his head on that. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, you know, he doesn't have a lot of hair, so just seeped in. So, so aside from Sasha uh, being just the worst player ever, it's really my issue of just stupid being at work on stupid Unimas, not being able to watch it on TV, and having to watch it on my tiny laptop. So that uh, that drives me crazy, and I still have to deal with it next week. Oh, bonus dislike, because you just reminded me, because we had the discussion during the game. The... Uh... The split scream at the end of the game. Oh, there, there you go. See, which I didn't experience, but please go ahead. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I experienced this one. I, I watched the day after, but I still experienced this one. But go ahead, Pat. Yeah, they don't. They like. I mean, come on, MLS. Like, come on, you have. If you want people to watch MLS, you have to be the 
game. That's it. There can be no other game on the screen when you're being the nationally shared product. I mean, the Santos Laguna game, I forget, at Current Tarot, I think it was, they were playing and they put it in the, in the bottom left. I mean, the, the Rebels were still the prime screen, but still, it's like, I don't care. But the one that, when there was a goal in that game, that went to full screen. It was complete nonsense. I mean, come on. When I'm turning on to watch the Rebels, I want to watch the Rebels. I don't, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't know how long this TV deal is for, but that better be a one-time deal. or Three or know. four years. So this is year two. <sighs> that better be a one-time deal. Yeah, and the SAP button still doesn't work for me. You know? No, I don't think that's worked for anybody yet. It still doesn't work for me on Fios. So it's like, I, I, I like that they have a regular scheduled time on 7 o'clock on Fridays, but, I mean, come on, when you're going to be treated like, I mean, there there is no other sport in the country where you would get uh, a split screen. The only time I think we ever got a split screen was the NBA playoffs and OJ was running away to Bronco. <laughs> that, that's the only other time. I mean, so if you want to be taken seriously as a league, you cannot have that. So I hope that's something Garber and company got on the phone with Uni Moss about because that, that just cannot happen. So actually, I, I realized I technically I, – so I experienced a different symptom of this. So because I watched the MLS Live, the way it worked on there was there was never a split screen. Mm-hmm. So it was constantly the Red Bulls game in full view. The problem was the English commentators were commenting on a game that wasn't on screen. <laughs> so when when the score, I think it was like 3 nothing at that point when the um, when they went to split screen. Uh, I, I think so. Or four, it was like 3 or 4 nothing. It was towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um I had went to do something in my kitchen because I'm like, it's 3 nothing. I can just listen to the game now. And I didn't know what was going on. I turn around and I'm talking about a game that's not on the screen, and I'm just thinking, what the hell is going on? And now here's the thing. Unimas has had problems before, and even had it on this Friday night, where the Spanish feed, the audio feed, finds its way into the English audio feed. Mm-hmm. No idea how, but it does. So I'm like... Well, maybe they just happened to have like a replay of these these guys talking about it in the game, and somehow it slipped in. No, they just naturally went back to the Red Bulls game. Like, what the hell happened? And it wasn't until I saw the conversation with the, the, between you two at the time, where it's like there was a split screen, and I was like, oh, I guess that happened. <laughs> just like I, I like I get why Unimos wants to do it because they do have a big following that wants to watch Liga MX, but like Pat said. It's MLS's time. They shouldn't have to split screen. And on top of that, why are you? Uh, why are the commentators allowed to call the other game? Which brings me to something else that pisses me off, by the way. So apparently, on the the Spanish broadcast, like five five or ten minutes into each half, the Spanish broadcast flips over to English for a few minutes to introduce the SAP function. <laughs> except on the except the English side, they stop talking. And then start talking again as if they're talking to a new audience, which they technically they are. And then say goodbye, our friend, goodbye, friends. So if you don't know what's going on, <laughs> you don't know what you're why you're saying goodbye in the middle of a game. It's just the weirdest thing ever. Oh, you're the monster. It's just so fucking weird. I wish, I wish the Red Bulls had a deal with one of the local affiliates, maybe like Channel Eleven, where they could show these these particular games because. That'd be great. The only team I know um, that I know locally that has that is the Union. They're on uh, ABC Six. Um, doing the Udamas broadcast? No, no. I'm just saying, like, they have like a lot of their games. They don't have like they're not like an MSG or a Yes or yeah, the SN like, like uh, most MLS teams are. It's, it's, it's like MB. It's not. Uh, it's CSN carries their games, and then to like the it was like ABC or the or the Comcast affiliate for that region carries the games, is what Truman's talking about. Right, yeah, ABC, so they show a lot of the Union uh, games. I would love if the Red Bulls, if they could work something out where you could broadcast, even if it's like the Unimas broadcast, put it on Channel 11, and then you, you know, no cutaways, so you get like a local channel showing your local team. If it's just Friday, Wednesday game, you know, they're not showing anything else, especially like a Channel 11. What else do they have on? Nothing. What does is, what is any station have on that? that, that right. Time? Friday, nobody has anything on. There's probably some overly dramatic tween show. Yeah, right, uh, exactly. Uh, something supernatural that, like, has sex with everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, so my dislike, I want a fifth goal. 
Oh, come on, man. jeez. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, Uber fan. <laughs> hey, they haven't proven that they got off that losing track. No, that's, yeah, come on. A 4 nothing win is great. Like, there's really nothing to complain about except maybe the attendance, but it's a 7 o'clock on a Friday and the Red Bulls suck at promotion, so why not have a, a half-empty stadium? And the weather wasn't great that it was, day, it was it? Raining, I think. Right, yeah, it was pretty yeah. lousy. Yeah. But again, know, covered, roof, covered roof, you know. I, I know down here it was raining in, like, the 50s, which yeah. isn't terrible. Like, I probably would have went to the game because if I was in the area, I'm like, hey, I can go to the game. But, yeah, I mean, it's... it's and transportation. And nobody to go to the game with. Sad. Well, blame MLS for Friday night scheduling. Yep. And I guess blame me for living two hours away. And blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, let's get to the likes. Truman, what did you like about this one? Well, yes, I was stuck watching this on a laptop, but what was nice about that was that I had the Red Bulls ass-beating on my laptop, and then I got to watch the Mets win 12 nothing on the big screen, and I was trying to figure out who was going to score more in their respective games. Uh, two complete just, like, decimations of teams. Absolutely fantastic. And then to pile on top of that, this Sasha Kleischen guy, he's really good. Like, he had a goal in that game. He was, like, playing his ass off. I mean, that guy was killing it. Like, I don't see anyone taking his spot. Uh, he definitely deserves to be on the all-star team this year. Uh, no one, I mean, like, Sean Davis, dude, you might as well go back to USL, like, the, you know, Red Bull 2. I mean, are we going to take this man's spot? He's unbelievable. I, I, I honestly had never heard of Sasha question before this week. Uh, he's he's quite quite the player. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'm glad that, I mean, I guess they got him last year. and uh, But, I mean, this is the first time I've really seen him leave his mark, uh, for sure. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a guy! Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna like this, and it's just because it's a small thing, but it's just because I think the Red Bulls got shafted at goal of the week uh, this week uh, for MLS. But that goal that Grella scored was just a thing of beauty. I mean, you know, it it, it was a heads up play by Felipe. It was a heads up play by Grella. It's just it's kind of like one of those things where they teammates just know each other so well they can pull off something so beautiful with. Felipe kicking it up and Grella just cutting across the near post and heading that baby in. It was a gorgeous goal. It should have been nominated for goal of the week, especially over David Villas, which uh, I guess an unmarked goal, as long as you leave your feet, is a goal of the week candidate. Um, I guess that's how MLS use it um, because, really, he was all alone. It shouldn't have been that hard to score that goal. So, uh, yeah, Grello's goal, I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. It was probably my favorite, even more so than the long-range uh, Sam attempt. Um, it was my favorite goal of the night, without a doubt. Well, if you're talking goals, and, Shane, I don't know if you're going to mention this, but the first goal off the free kick, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, like they, the players said, you practice that, and, uh, you know, it's hard to pull that off, and apparently they did it to Orlando twice. It's the second time they've done this. Yeah, I was going to point that out. Um, somebody, I forget who it was. I probably, I think it was Austin, probably. Um, on once a metro, pointed out that that was this pretty much the same exact goal that was scored against Orlando at home last season. Uh, just slightly different in terms of how it was actually put in the net, but pretty much the same kick from the same position. It, it's just, and I don't know how that goal and Kleshin's goal are not in the goal of the week. Nominees. It just makes no sense to me. I would say because Sasha's is off a rebound, and he was pretty much what almost one on one with the defender. Uh, well, he he beat two defenders to the ball, so I mean, I mean, it was an awesome goal. There's, I think, all, I think all four goals are really, really nice. There, I mean, maybe Sasha's is the only like garbage kind of goal because it came off the rebound, and uh, the goalie did decide to try to make a save and fell into the net and had no yeah. chance. But his no his, chance. Defend, his defenders did nothing. To help him out. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, and and even Felipe's, which was a nice screamer. Yeah, yeah. It's just there, there's so much to like about this game. Uh, Lloyd Sam getting seeming to get his act together. Chris Duvall in a surprise center back role with a very good performance. Um, Zubar somehow becoming a decent center back for a game. Question, of course, is continuing his amazing streak of play. Uh, just everything about this game was like 
and, and I, I've heard it in multiple places. This is like a vintage 2015 game, which I know vintage 2015 sounds really weird, but that's what this was, which is a game like right out of last year where the Red Bulls, once they got control of the game, just wouldn't let it go. And it's just, like, there's almost nothing to like and everything to like about this game. So I'm not even going to like try to pinpoint one specific. Um, so predictions, I so honestly, I did not listen to last week's uh, show. Just too busy. Shame. It was so good. So I need to know what you guys predicted. Uh, uh, let's look it up. Books. I think we predicted draws. Well, let's see if this is last week's. Yeah, this is last week's. Hold on. Last week's did not have it, by the way. I already checked. Uh, I didn't write it down. I thought I did. Yeah, we, so I'm almost positive that we both uh, predicted draws, and Jay, you predicted a big old L. Hey, yeah, wait, so, Jay, you, this is what happened. Jay reused last week's and wrote all over it. So no, it was know. not there. It was not there. All right, let me check my personal Google Docs. And you can also check the revision history in Google Docs, by the way. Why yeah. is no one believing me when I when I say that? I'm not because I actually you. don't think I'm, I predicted a draw. I think well, whatever, whatever. So prediction prediction standings before we add in your your two predictions for last week, since we probably don't know what they are, except for Truman, who thinks they're draws. No, Jay totally rewrote the last uh, last week's agenda. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> it wasn't in the official drive, so screw it. Anyway, um, Pat is at... So the week before, uh, when I predicted a 3-2 loss to Orlando, both of you predicted wins. So that puts the no, standings at Pat with 7 points, me with 6, Truman with 3. Um, if you guys both predicted draws, that means that nothing's changed after the FC Dallas match. So. Correct. That should be where we are, and we'll, of course, update that next week once I actually listen to the show and figure out what you guys predicted. Um, Before we get on to talking to our guests tonight, uh, a quick piece of news. This, unfortunately, dropped like 30 minutes after Pat and Truman finished recording last week, so it did not get put into the show. Uh, New York Red Bulls traded... we don't even know what they traded for, as far as I know. Conditional fourth-round pick or something? Because okay. when it was first announced, there was no actual terms. It was just, oh, Rebels traded for this guy. But we, it, it, They traded for Aurelian Collin from uh, Orlando City SC. So he will most likely be a starting center back uh, this week when the Rebels take on Orlando City. <sighs> Yay! For those that don't really know or remember who Aurelian Collin is, he is the guy that completely pestered Terry Henry anytime we played Sporting Kansas City and has been a resident red card magnet for the last few years in MLS. Hate that guy. I love it. Well, I love him now. Yeah, he, you know. he's, he's, like, he's that asshole that you hate when he's not on your team, but love when he is. No, like, I still what, hate him. What he did to Thierry Henry when he starts doing a David Villa, you're not going to love it. I'm going to love it. Love <laughs> every second of it. And red card magnet, he's only had four in his MLS okay, career. Okay, let, me phrase, let me rephrase that then. Uh, he is a magnet for people to think he's a red card magnet. <laughs> yeah. He's a troublemaker. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so thoughts on the trade for Colin, Pat? You're first. Uh, I love it. I love the trade. I, it's an extremely small price to pay for a, um, all, a you know a former MLS All Star, uh, former MLS Best Eleven. Um, you know, it, it's this team needed desperately needed center back help. And you know what? It cannot hurt to have a guy that irritating on your side who's going to irritate people. I mean, it's, I, I think I know the name Truman is going to bring up to compare him to, uh, but I don't believe he's going to actively sabotage the team like a certain number, a uh, certain number four of our past, uh, who was also a red card magnet. <laughs> um, so it, it's, you know, I absolutely love it. I, I think he's going to make an instant impact. Um, you know, shoring up this defense at least until Bob's healthy, Paranel's healthy, uh, and I, I frankly think he's going to hold on to that starting spot for the rest of the season. We'll see who uh, pairs up next to him. Well, I think the trade was was brilliant because yeah. you, you, you're giving up zero. What are you giving up? A draft pick that you never use? Yeah, ever. You he, know, Red you gave up the Red Irving Garcia team. of uh, draft picks. Remember him? Yeah. Right, exactly. Martinez's boy. Hey, Austin, yeah, Austin Blues. There you go. Just remember, Red Bulls didn't even have a fourth round pick this year. They traded it away. Yeah. Right. So the the pick means nothing. I I personally can't stand the guy. Uh, just 
from watching him over the years. I can't stand him. Uh, I wish you could search my Twitter account and ha- and put his name attached to it and see how many wonderful things I've said about him over the years. Because uh, I think that number would be zero. Uh, but the only good thing is that I get to do my terrible French accent um, that he actually has not at all. But he's going to talk like this from here on in. Hey, I'm calling. I'm going to punch you in the face. Get carded out of game. Oh. Uh, get on that card and then I give his baby a cigarette. Huh? <laughs> what do you do about it? Look up, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Watch up, Kaka. I'm going to make you play like Kaka. Oh. <laughs> and then we have fine cheese and wine after. We, we're going to see that, that stupid mouse after game, yes? <laughs> 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 you like, do, I know you have your Mickey Mouse, but he does not compare to Asterix. Eh? <laughs> I only like Euro Disney. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> my thoughts. Um, <laughs> it, it was a very good pickup. Um, he'll, of course, provide depth. Uh, I think he's too similar to Paranel to see both of them uh, on the field at the same time. But what I think is the most important aspect out of all this and is, is the fact that it's a depth move. Um, ba is getting back to health. Zubars, as much as we probably don't want him on the field, is back to health. Or is, is, is playing, at least. Um, you still do have Carl on on the wings, or in, in the wings, ready to come in if you need him. So now, all of a sudden, the Red Bulls have five center backs with starting experience. And most importantly, they have a hell of a May coming up, as we'll talk about later. They have a hell of a summer between call-ups for... Um, well, actually, I don't think they're going to lose many players to Copa America. But they do have World Cup qualifying. They're going to lose people, too. Uh, they do have the Open Cup that's coming up. They do have uh, the Champions League. So having those replacements ready to go, and that doesn't even include the two draft pick center backs we have that haven't even started yet for the senior team. Right. So to have all this depth at center back is great. And then throwing, actually throwing Chris Duvall, too, because of him. So that's what, like seven, I think? No, eight. That's like eight people that can start a center back if you need them. And you have three competitions plus summer, plus summer call-ups. The Red Bulls just stumbled, not stumbled. They just they just made their way into possibly the deepest back line in MLS. Well, healthy wise, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, healthy, of course. I mean, that's that's always the key is health, right? Because if if you, without the health, then it's not deep. So right, well, I'm talking about this lineup in particular being healthy. Yeah. The, well, the best thing is now I don't have to like put forth my crazy bring back Sid Marine theory. Phew. I think she'll do it anyway. Hmm. But still, let's do it anyway. Why not? Yeah, Don't worry, yeah. Toronto, Toronto will get him at some point. Yeah, I'm sure he'll go to Toronto. All right, uh, so I think that's it before we take a break, right? Indeed. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, so with that, we're going to take a break. we come back, we're going to have on with us from What's Metro, Austin Fido. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. Uh, we want to welcome back onto the show for the, I don't know, what whatever number of time. Uh, he is now the managing editor of What's Metro. Ooh, if you missed good. that, I uh, had to take a step back. And Austin Fido, our guest today, has now taken over as managing editor. Austin, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. How does it feel to be the boss? Wow. Much the same as when I wasn't the boss, except now I get a lot more emails from Jason that just say, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> see, see, the trick is I schedule those ahead of time, so I don't actually have to type them out, like, every day. <laughs> I was wondering why they were coming with such frequency. You, you, pick, up, you pick up some tricks of uh, when, when you're, you know, just a general tech guy, and one of those is to learn how to schedule emails. So, uh, but that's that's not why we're here. No. That's beside the point. We got good things to talk about. Finally, yep. Good yeah. times are back, baby. So yeah, Red Bulls uh, with a, f- a very dominant four nothing win over SC Dallas. Very reminiscent of uh, what we saw as a team in 2015. So, Austin, what are your thoughts on the Red Bulls uh, win? And especially because I know you kind of wrote the article. You know how. At what point do we say that they are no longer bad? So what do you what do you kind of think of uh, 
the, the four nothing win. Well, uh, obviously it was very enjoyable, and and I think I just want to hang on to that. I just want this this moment, at least this moment, to, of of just unbridled happiness in the team. <laughs> We haven't we, we haven't yet won a game on the road, and Dallas does have this sort of weird habit of falling apart every once in a while. But let's put all that to one side. We might be good. We might well be good. We only need to win two more, according to that fanciful article I posted. So would you say it's a too early to see to say that the 2015 team is back? <laughs> After I mean, two wins. That was the 2015 team, in in, uh, in my opinion, and and there was there were some things that Jesse did that that were very encouraging. Like he he reacted to an opponent, which we haven't seen much of. Um, so maybe it's the 2015 team with a little bit of that sophistication that they were talking about in preseason, but real sophistication, sophistication based on what's actually happening in front of you or what you can predict might might be coming from the other side as opposed to the sort of tactics template that we were working on through preseason and that really didn't work out for us uh, for most of the first six games. So, yeah, maybe 2015 is back. Maybe 2016 is finally underway and we're, we've, we've stopped trying to be whatever it was we were trying to be six games for six or seven games. Uh, we were talking about, I mean, honestly, during most of the losses, how it was really just bad luck striking this team, goalies making great saves, uh, just missing the net, having so many more chances on goal than the other team. And then we see that against Orlando, uh, where they completely dominated a first half, still gave up that first goal. We were all freaking out, here we go again. And then they have the great second half, they break out. This game was a pure, pure domination. Um, now you play Orlando again. And I don't want to talk about this person, we're going to get that later. My, my my current arch enemy in the MLS. Um, but how do you think the team feels going into this game, going down to Orlando, playing a team that they just faced? I I mean, you got to imagine they feel pretty good. They've, they've seen them recently. Uh, they've got Kaká back, but he's not going to make them any quicker. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I have to assume their tails are up and they're, they're going to go for it. They're going to go for it and try and get that, that point or three on the road. Um, and they should be fairly confident about that um, because the the ball's going in at last. Seven goals in two games is 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 no joke. Do you see Jesse making any changes in the starting lineup? Considering he's supposed to, I think they're talking about Verone being healthy, uh, a couple others being healthy. Do you think he just kind of trots out the lineup, or do we see a little bit different, a little bit the same? Uh, Baldy McGee in the back. What do you think is going to happen? I think. He's going to stick with the front four because I think they're firing right now. And why why risk Veron? Let him bring him in for half an hour or so toward the end, or if they really feel like they need him um, in the back. Um, well, yes, there's going to be a change. Chris Duval is not going to start at centre back again, so it'll be it'll be our our newly acquired Orlando resident or a very very rusty Gideon Barr. Um, and that's the only change that I would forecast. And therefore, I think it's going to be all sorts of changes, because every time I think Jesse has finally settled into something, he seems to shake things up. So you, you mentioned uh, Cristobal, who probably won't be playing a centre-back, because obviously with the, the addition of Colin over the uh, previous weekend, but what did you think about his or Duvall's performance against FC Dallas? I think he actually had a pretty good game. Uh, we didn't hear his name a bunch, but for centre-back, that's actually a really good thing. Um but what what do you think of his performance in that kind of spot start role, and does that indicate that maybe the the defensive backline has even more depth at center back than we thought it did? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I I'd, I'd, I'd give him. I I just want to sort of cheer and 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 applaud the man because it seemed like one of the most nonsensical decisions Jesse had made since arriving at at, at the Red Bulls. He we'd seen Duval once before, and he didn't look too great in the middle of defense. And he had other options, and he went for Duval against FC Dallas, who were the best team in the league at that point. And we were something close to the worst. So it was a very brave decision, and he would have been hammered for it, at least by me. And and it paid off. So I think all the credit in the world to both the player and the coach. You know, in the Orlando game, uh, Red Bulls were very fortunate to not get a... Uh a red card there on that that tackle from behind. 
Yeah. Uh, what's the percentage you give on Colin actually doing that and getting the red card and getting sent <laughs> off during this game? Oh, if Colin does it, he's he's getting the red card for sure. I mean, he he, he doesn't even have to do it really. He just has to think about it. Um, I don't know what happened with Wiemat. I don't know how he he got out of that. That that is one of the more obvious red cards with red card tackles we'll ever see this season. Um, but yeah, Colin's going to get. I assume. I, I expect he's going to get sent off um, at some point <laughs> for us, possibly as soon as this Friday. Um, it's it's really a question of when, not if. Do we do we need to make that Twitter account? Did Colin get uh, sent off? Someone, if it's not been done already, someone has to do it for sure. <laughs> Is Aurelian, did Aurelian get a red this week? <laughs> Dr. Aurelian and Mr. Colin. <laughs> um. So again, again, looking back at uh, Dallas game, uh, there's two players that stick out to me in that game. Uh, the first one is Sasser Kleshin, who's been um, arguably... terrible. Ed- He's been terrible. He's the worst player on the Red Bulls. I was actually <laughs> going to bring so this bad. up, but I'm glad you did. My, He's clearly a terrible player. In my mind, he is the best player on the team in 2016. Because <laughs> I have to contradict Truman. We know, we know, we all know this. I can't have the same opinion as Truman. Um, but so question and uh, Lloyd Sam, who you actually voted for as player of the week for SB Nation. Um, so we'll talk first about Lloyd, Lloyd Sam. Uh, what I, he's been a little bit of a slump. Uh, obviously, we don't know if this game is gonna be his like breakout. But do you think that it's at least a sign of him getting back into form in 2016 for what he did on uh, against Dallas? Yeah, I was I was very excited as perhaps that that vote for player of the week showed. I think that's his. Clearly, that's his best game of the season, and that's that's what we're used to and, and hope to see from from Lloyd Sam. I think the problem, my my theory is the problem was more tactical than with Sam himself. I think the four two 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 that they were trying out in preseason, it's pushing Sam too far in. It's it's making him play too narrow. Um, his skill is beating a man on the outside and then figuring out what to do with the space between um, you know between sort of the the edge of the 18-yard box and the beginning of the six-yard box. Um, when you're putting, when you're running him into three or four players, and and teams can can bunch up and crowd him out, he's just not as effective. So, I was very pleased to see him out on the wing again as a, a playing more as a true winger, um, and to see what um, over at SNY Brendan Joseph pointed out that that Jesse had. had Seem to have deliberately set up a kind of asymmetrical formation. So we had we had Sam bombing down the wing um, on the right, whereas Grella was pushing inside because he he is you know, perhaps better suited to playing that role. He's not going to beat a man for pace on the outside. Uh, and Lawrence running up on the left to to give us a bit of width there. Um, so if if Jesse's willing to make those sort of adjustments and if he's he's finding ways to re retrofit the the formation to the strengths of our players. Um, then I'm very excited, and I think Sam is is going to benefit hugely from that. And I I mentioned it, but what about Question? What, I mean, he to me he's been the best player all year for the Red Bulls. But what do you think? <laughs> it's been effective, no question. I mean, he plays that role very um, very well. It's uh, I'd like to see him playing deeper. I'd like to see him where Felipe is, but I can't argue with five assists. And I mean, the, he's our set piece man. He could do that from anywhere. And if he gets space, and he's got space in the last two games. Um, he he can he can do interesting things with the ball. I think more often than not, uh, certainly in the early part of the season, he was running into tight spaces, and that's not really for me his strength. Um, the kind of space he was getting in the last two games, he'll get that space if he's playing deeper on the field. Um, he won't be making passes immediately into the final third necessarily, but he'll have the kind of space to think that I think he, he really needs. But yeah, I mean. He's been playing very well. He's been he's been guiding the attack as best he can and and setting setting up most of our goal. All right. So before we actually start breaking down everything in this next game, just looking at the schedule coming up, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean, you have at Orlando, uh, which by the way, the Red Bulls are undefeated at you know in Orlando. Um, at United, the stupid Wednesday game. Um, and then they're on the road again at NYCFC, so kind of a road game. Looking at what you've seen the past two games, what would you be your honest uh, expectations for this team this month? 
considering the way they've been playing, but also considering three out of four games on the road. If we can get six points out of the next four, I think that would be par. Um, nine would be would be brilliant. Um, the concern for me, I wonder whether playing on the road is going to maybe help us a little bit if the if the attack is firing again. We've benefited the last two games from getting more space. It seems um, teams not. It's it's like it's almost as though we got so bad that um, or we appeared to be so bad that the team stopped setting up deliberately to neutralize us, and we stopped seeing that kind of sit back and counter approach that had been very effective in, at, at stopping us from doing anything in the in the early part of the season. So maybe being on the road, teams trying to play their natural game a little bit more, um, being a little bit more expansive, maybe that helps us because that'll put Satcher in space. Um, It'll create us create for us the opportunities that we want. It's going to go and wreck havoc in the final third against uh, understaffed backlines. But right. I would say six points for me is, is is what I'm hoping for. And really, if you think about it, uh, when they play, in, I mean, they're really playing two games at home with NYCFC. You know, with it being a a bus ride over, barring uh, traffic, um, so that might be too bad. Let me ask you about this, and I I want to talk about it now. How ridiculous is NYCFC taking away over half of the away supports tickets from what was it fifteen hundred to six hundred? Are they scared of us? I, I, clearly, there's really no other explanation, is there? I mean, you would know the internet better than me, but it it, it looks a little silly. They've got a, the, they've got a giant stadium that they they don't really fill week to week, and you know they can stick us up on the third level like they did last time and kind of forget about us. Just put us all the way in the upper deck. We don't care. Just give us the entire upper deck. That'd be fine yeah. with me. Yeah. Just the entire thing. What's going to happen? <laughs> we're gonna, the, we're gonna... the question is, when we get to NYCC, are, is the third rail going to have a TIFO that actually, like, doesn't actually insult us again? Is that what they're going to try it out? And is right side up? Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. If, if it's not right side up, it's just asking for trouble. But I guess, I guess with them, they, you know, and every way it's right side up. <laughs> <laughs> Have they, they've started to use circular banners, I hear, so they will never have that problem again. <laughs> uh, so let, let's get to talking about the uh, Orlando game in uh, particular. Uh, I wasn't on last week, but I... So when the Red Bulls hosted Orlando, um, I kind of felt that the Red Bulls w- were taken out of the game uh, by Orlando early on, and it wasn't until that very weird sequence with Laren being offsides, not being called, and then Carl we met tackle that wasn't called, and Red Bulls hit on a counter, and I think until that point uh, Orlando had actually kind of uh, taken away a lot of space for the Red Bulls in the final third, and it wasn't until that goal that they kind of opened up because they were trying to get three points on the road. Um, you talked about teams playing more naturally. Um, I know with Kaká there, they're not going to have much more speed, but do you see... Any any real difference for Orlando, considering that up until that goal in, in uh, New Jersey, the, their game plan was kind of working against the Red Bulls? Yeah, I would expect them to bring something similar with whatever uh, adjustment they have to make for Kaká, but they, um, they've, they've shown themselves and us that they, they can handle us even when we're, we're actually playing well. Um, that's sort of the weird thing about Orlando. They beat us when we, we were good. And then we beat them at probably our lowest ebb in this in this sort of season and a half. Um, I I would expect them to 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 if I were them I would try to do what 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 they did when they beat us five two, which is play us on the break and play us with pace on on both flanks and let Kaká just kind of um, ping it around a bit or let someone in the middle just ping it around out to the wide men and and get it into Laren and and take advantage of the fact that we're probably going to be a little bit slow in the centre. Um, and if Jesse isn't careful or if our fullbacks aren't careful, they're going to be out of position a lot, and there's just going to be a lot of space down the sides. Would you, since you did write an article about it, um, I believe you assumed we were talking about all the center backs, would you put out a team of all center backs for this game? And just <laughs> hopefully for that nil-nil draw. <laughs> no, I, I, I just don't think... it's So... I'm having real difficulty with my, my whole concept of this team because last season I thought what Jesse really deserved a lot more praise than he got for was what he did with the defense last season because it was um, there were problems, that, there were issues that could have derailed 
that defense throughout the season. Um, starting with Zubar going down in the first uh, in the first game, and Miazga, um, you know, very nearly cost us that first game. Um, but he coached that defense very well. Obviously, both in terms of kind of keeping people's confidence up and also keeping the unit working. Um, and by the end of the season, our first choice back line, Zizzo, Miazga, Perinel, and Lawrence, I think, was, what, that's three quarters of what we thought the starting back line was um, and in the first game. Like he, he basically completely retooled the defense over the course of that season and did so very, very well. Um, but that said, so I think we're a good defensive team. I think we have good defensive coaches, um, or coaches who know how to how to set up a defense and, and play it well. But that said, right now I have no confidence in our ability to keep the ball out of the net. So no, I, <laughs> one man at the back, one man at the back, and let's play a front eight and let's win. Ooh. Let's win eight seven. <laughs> kind of like that, honestly. So <laughs> since um, March is probably not gonna. Put out a team that way. Oh. <laughs> um, what would you think is like actually going to happen on Saturday in terms of scoreline? Friday or Friday? Sorry, Friday. My brain, my brain is a little fried. I am sorry. I we haven't we haven't drawn yet, and Orlando I think has drawn three out of four at home. So I think we get our first point of the season. I think it's going to be one one or two two. All right. Well, uh, before we let you go, obviously the internet's been a little uh, alive with the whole. Announcement of uh, the being asked, what to name the DC Philly rivalry? So, uh, what do you think about that legendary DC Philly rivalry, and what should it be named? I think it should be called the Is It A rivalry. <laughs> uh, we we came up with the um, the Rusty Switchblade Cup. <laughs> Considering where both stadiums are located. <laughs> How about the Dirty Water Cup? <laughs> I don't know if the new I don't know if DC's new stadium is right next to the river, but still. <laughs> oh, I figure all the water DC is dirty. I don't I don't even understand the concept. I don't understand why they're they're trying to get people to name name a rivalry. I mean, if it, if it were a rivalry, we'd have a name, or there would be names in circulation. Because oh. ESPN likes saying words, that's why. In, in, in <laughs> fairness, in fairness, DC was a team. I think they came up with the Atlantic Cup. Like I don't think they're naming the quote rivalry. They're naming the quote cup, which still is ridiculous. But I mean, that's yeah, whatever. Do we, do we need another another? I mean, does every everyone have to play for a cup every time they play each other? Apparently, it's become college football. Apparently, have, that's what's happening. Have Have you met Don Garber? I mean, right? Like we we MLS now owns the Cascadia Cup, so why not? Right? Let's just add another one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, at this point, I am, and I I mention this only because I know our one of our listeners, Rich Ransom, tries to pound this point home again and again. <laughs> I'm surprised that MLS hasn't officially created the I-95 Cup just to fuck with the rest of us. <laughs> the I-95 Cup makes no sense because there's what? How many teams currently on I-95? Four. That well, that well, the original the original idea was when it was New England, New York, Philly, and DC. So that was when the original idea was created. So now if you throw in NYC, FC, and Orlando, you might as well call it like the most Eastern Conference Cup because you have 6 out of 10. You may, you may have stumbled across Gov's plan for when he's inevitably expanded to 57 teams and we're split <laughs> off into some... Hey, I was, the one that, I was the one that suggested two 20-team leagues. Just remember that. I, I, I said that a few years ago. If, I swear to God, if you say any pro Ralph thing with two twenty team leagues, I'm quitting. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you came up with that idea. <laughs> I think a guest that we now have banned from the show. No, came up with that idea. I came up with it before him. I came mm-hmm. up with it, it was 2013 as I posted it on What's Metro. I said mm-hmm. two twenty team leagues. <laughs> hey, you know what? Screw you guys. <laughs> I remember coming up with it. This was my idea: two twenty team leagues, no interleague play except for U.S. Open Cup, and then you have one final game at the end. No playoffs, just East number one, West number one, and that's it. <laughs> no hand gestures. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Yeah, this yeah. is a visual podcast that you can actually <laughs> see. 
A visual podcast that somehow still managed to get itself censored for what Pat just did on the camera. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we we just got banned on YouTube right there. Yep. <laughs> Done. All right. So, uh, Austin, before we let you go, where can people follow you online? Um, I am at Canetop on Twitter, and I kick around once a metro quite a lot. Who wins Europa Cup? Sevilla. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's it. I'm quitting the show anyway. <laughs> no, it's going to be Jürgen Klopp. It's, 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 we're, we're going we're gonna to all be singing the praises of Gagan pressing again. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I just had, I just remembered something. Um, uh, Red Bull Leipzig was promoted to uh, the Bundesliga. Uh oh. We're taking over. Yeah. Yeah, our whole, our whole team's getting sold next year. Yeah, so, how, so, so how many? Uh, so, so what young player are we losing to Leipzig in the next calendar year? Well, what, what young player might we be gaining? Because I think the rumors in Germany at the moment are that the the budget is going to be doubled to something like forty million euros, which isn't a huge amount. Except Leipzig only buys or prefers to buy players under twenty four. So basically. Every child of above-average soccer talent on, uh, attached to a major European club is now considered to be on Leipzig's radar. Um, and they'll just run around and mop all them up, and it'll be a question of whether the, the sort of European U21 All-Stars can beat Bayern Munich. Do you think they'd be interested in a 30-year-old bald centre-back? <laughs> If anyone can pull off that deal, if anyone can persuade them to part with, like, the Barcelona Academy prospect they just picked up for 10 million for Colin, I think it's Ali Kerstis. I'm going to make it happen. Get Ali on the phone. Ali is going to trade Colin for some wonder child that Leipzig has picked up. That would perhaps explain the pickup, because obviously the the strangest thing about it is they, they, they signed him just to the point where we no longer desperately need him. Yeah. Yep. See, we're just getting him ready for the, the next season of Bundesliga. Boy, we're smart. I was gonna say you need someone in USL to teach those kids how to pick up red cards, right? Right. <laughs> All right, Austin. Uh thank you for taking time to talk to us today. Uh we'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. I want to thank Austin for coming on the show. You can follow him online on Twitter at Canetop and, of course, OneToMetro.com. Uh, so we have on Friday night, May 6th, 7 p.m. Eastern start time at the newly named Camping World Stadium. What? You don't know this? What happened now? Oh, my God. So Orlando City currently plays at a stadium called Camping World Stadium, or as it was formerly known a few weeks ago, the Citrus Bowl. Wow. I, I'm, someday I hope I'm filthy, stinking rich, and I'm just going to buy the naming rights, like, you know, patisgreatstadium.com. <laughs> yes, I'm adding the .com to the stadium. Be the whole... No, you, you see, no, you see that adding .com to the stadium was, back, was an early 2000s move when the tech bubble was still there. That's true. So, no, you can't do that anymore. There's another tech bubble, sure, but... Uh, let me try this again. www.angelfire.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, no live journal? Not What's live that? journal? Not live journal, yeah. right? No, totally Angel Fire. <laughs> we can find you on Friendster. <laughs> See, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with a, with a techie name, you, you got you you say the word regularly, but you substitute in some uh, numbers for letters, or you find some way to combine a few letters. So, uh, like, so Pat is great becomes G eight. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and there you go. Now you have your your modern stadium name. There you go. All right, but anyway, so yeah, they're playing at Camping World Stadium. Uh, the broadcast will be again on Unimas. The Unimas Red Bull Unimas! Second, Red Bull second game in three weeks on a Friday night. <sighs> And a forewarning, they do have an away match to D.C. on a Friday night. So that's... Mm. 
Uh, so predictions for this one, Pat, you can go first. What do you think is going to happen on Friday night? Uh, all right. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I really want to believe the Rebels are back. You know, I really do. Um, but there's just been far too much bad this season for me to truly believe they're back. I mean, I certainly think they're on their way and they very well could be back. Uh, but I'm not fully confident yet. Um, when you couple with that with the fact that Kaka will be playing this Friday night in Orlando. Um, uh, is that a definite? Yeah. According to Empire Soccer, it is a definite. Um, so Kaka will be on the field for Orlando. Um, I suppose you hope that Aurelian Collin, uh, Thierry Henry's, uh, you know, Kaka makes this uh, a little bit better and noise crap out of him. Uh, you certainly have to assume he's got some inside information on him and Laren. Um, uh, yeah, I, I unfortunately, I think I'm going to go with a loss. I think I'm mean, not an ugly one. I think it'll be a two, one loss. Uh, but I certainly will be hoping for the draw, but, um, yeah, two, one loss to Orlando. I'm going to stay on the draw train because a lot of people, they want to get on board. The Red Bulls don't have one yet. Uh, Orlando has a bunch of them at home. Why not? I, I, I'm going to ride out the 2-2 draw yet again. It's going to happen at some point. Um, I think the Red Bulls' good feelings are going to get at them a point on the road and set up for a big, big game next week against El Scamo. Um, I, I don't – I mean, the way the team's played in the last two weeks, there's no reason for why they can't get a result here. I know it's a road game, and I know Kaká's coming back, but is it going to be fully fit for this game? You know, coming off, uh, what is it, the thigh injury or whatever he had going on there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I want to ride the good wave, so I'm going to just keep on riding it. So when did Pat become me? Just now. Just happened. Because I'm predicting a win. Whoa! There you go. There you go. I think it's going to be another 3-2 victory over Orlando. I think it's going to be a crazy one where it's not, not Carl we met should get a red card, but doesn't kind of crazy because... Maybe, like, Sasha Kletchen takes an inadvertent dive and gets somebody from Orlando sent off crazy since, you know, that happened last time in uh, Orlando. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking the Red Bulls going to score first this time, uh, building off of not only the win against Orlando the, two weeks ago, but the win against the Dallas. You'll see Orlando kind of come back. They'll trade, they'll trade those first two goals, and I think uh, New York will, somewhere in, like, the 75th minute or later, score like that that kind of late game winner that just completely demoralizes Orlando to the point where they can't make it up again. Um, and hopefully Ray Phillips gets another goal so he can get, get this uh, a scoring streak going. And uh, what better team to score against than the team you scored against already, right? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. 3-2 win for the Red Bulls. Uh, I think that's the first win I predicted. That This is literally the first one I predicted since the Houston match back in March. Yikes. So I have gone one, two, three, four, five, six games, not predicting a win, and five of those were losses. Mm, you got the golden touch, except I'm in we'll first see. place in the standings. We'll see. We'll see if I'm the golden touch. <laughs> well, someone's going to be right on this one at least. Yeah, at least this week somebody's getting points. Right. All right. So on to the dumping ground. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you guys want to start? Because there's a lot that I know we're going to talk about, but where do you want to start? I mean, I think the biggest has got to be Leicester City, right? Yes, or as the as uh, my friend said, uh, Leicester, because he doesn't know anything about soccer. I think I would have called it Leicester last week, to be honest. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, at least at least you're not ESPN and calling them Tottenham, right? Yeah, yeah. To all Tottenham fans, like chagrin, they're like they're just trolling us now, aren't they? No, it's uh, ESPN. The rest of ESPN sucks at soccer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, come on, that's that's a huge story. I mean, this this team was, you know. In the championship, only what two years ago, they were borderline relegated last season, uh, five thousand to one odds. I mean, you everybody for the most part. I mean, there might be a few of you who are listening to the show who don't know the story, but I think most of you do. You know, five thousand to one odds are some of like the biggest odds in history of anything. Uh, period yeah, in the history of sports. Um, it, it's a great story. It's a one hundred percent great story. I mean, you know, especially when the narrative has been that. The Premier League was created for the Big Four, the Big Four only. So it's nice to see something different and uh, a different team win. And uh, yeah, it was great. And for, sorry, go ahead, Pat. All right, Truman. Oh, damn. I, I was going to say, how funny is it that 
the team that perennial fourth, fifth placers in Tottenham who had their best season in ages gets runner up yeah. to Leicester. I mean, that is, it's the most insane thing ever. It was a, what a crazy year it was in the Premier League. It really was a wacky year. Our, our uh, good friend Zach Wassing posted something like a couple months ago about how Tottenham's having one of the best seasons in history and they're in second place to Leicester. It's the most Tottenham thing you'll hear this week. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Uh, players fighting after the Chelsea game. That was insane. I don't, I don't know what started that, but. Uh, a lot of hard fouls during that game. Yeah, people were pissed. Uh, Jay, do you have anything? Or I got one yeah, more point. No, no, yeah. Uh, so. The slight Red Bull t- uh, angle on that, which is kind of funny if you want to think about it, is uh, so when we were talking to Austin about Red Bull Leipzig, he mentioned the transfer policy of no players over 24 years old. So Ralph Ragnick apparently was on, who's the sporting director of Leipzig, was apparently on a plane flight talking to Jamie Vardy's agent and told his agent that he would not take him because Vardy was not under 24 years old. <laughs> That's <And>, funny. <laughs> I think this was like two years ago. So it's just kind of funny how, you know, Vardy goes from the championship in two years and is like one of the, it's considered one of the best players in the Premier League this year. Yeah, uh, Ralph runs his teams like I run my FIFA team. So, uh, there you <laughs> I go. Mean, hey, he got the team to the Bundesliga. So, I mean, yeah. It's, it's got to be working, right? It's not like he's yeah, but, making up uh, that it's not working. So. But uh, final final point on this, and, and I don't want to take anything from the story. It's a great story. It's I'm happy to see an dog win the title, especially when I have no real strong tie to any team in the Premier League. But um, I definitely never want MLS to go to a single table and just and get rid of the playoffs because I think the championship party being at James Vardy's house was so anticlimactic. <laughs> you know, they can't. True, that's they, true. They can't celebrate on the field with their fans. I mean, that's just a total bummer, you know. And that's only something that you can 100% achieve with a, a playoff system. So I hope MLS never gets rid of the playoffs. Go America! Um, <laughs> we give a trophy for people who win the table anyway. So right. Uh, so here's here's the funny thing about that. So Everton is gonna is playing let's let, or wow, I was about to say it the wrong way. Everton's playing them this week, and uh, on some Everton forum, they're like, what happens if we're, you know, we go into that game, and they're about to win the title? Do we let them walk all over us and forget what they were saying? But because Everton's season is pretty much over, and I don't, and they're pretty much not going to relegate, I think. I, don't, I know they're cl- kind of close, but they're not actually going to relegate. No, they're fine. Um, in the back of my head, after Sunday, because I'd watched the, the game against Manchester United, and I was like, you know what? I'm perfectly fine with Everton losing on, on next weekend. Because I kind of want to see them win the title at home. Because that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I was I was running lyrics at my church, and on my phone off to the side, I just kept glancing over at the Leicester Manchester United game, which I'm sure if my boss saw, he would not have been happy with. But <laughs> nobody in the sound booth cared, so that's okay with me. Um. All right. So anything else? Uh, Truman. I got. For, uh, for, I don't have anything for dumping ground. I mean, I, you know, we got my uh, segment coming up, so go ahead. All right, so dumping around these two non-soccer-related things. Um, another thing that happened after we went off the air last week was <laughs> Laramie Tunsil's picture <laughs> at the NFL draft wearing taking a bong hit through a gas mask. Might be the funniest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in the NFL draft in my entire life. And I know there's some people who are going to be like, someone is out to sabotage that kid. Sure, but he's still going to make a million dollars, and as long as he's good – He's going to make even more. So, I, you know, I, yeah, I guess I kind of feel bad for the kid, but it's hilarious. I mean, if, if any way to screw up your draft status, even if you didn't release the photo or video, I mean, like seeing the gas mask and smoke emitting <laughs> was hilarious. I'm yeah, that, sorry. That was the whole thing because we were talking about this the other night. You know, it's, it's not that the kid was, was smoking because who really cares? Yeah. The most hilarious photo ever. Like, that's the best part. Yeah. It, it's it's a like, cool picture. I mean, it could have been Barb Marley playing in the background and him and have a joint in his mouth, and I don't think it would have fallen that far. I, like, <laughs> I, I think the gas mask was the kicker. <laughs> it's an amazing looking picture. It was tremendous. Uh, and then I guess final non. Well, hold on, I got something for that. Oh, too. sorry, go for it. So two points about him. One, uh, 
big ups to him for coming down and saying, yes, I did this shit. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. And just and because very rarely do we see players just come straight out and admit something that they did. They're, they always try to find some like PR spin around it. So congratulations for actually standing up and saying, yes, this is what I did when I was younger. Even though, honestly, I'm, I guarantee like 85 to 90% of college A students would have done it anyway. Right. Um, second, let this be a lesson to everybody. Two-factor authentication is a very critical thing you should be doing. I say, I say this only because I'm a tech person. That shit would never happen if he had like turned on the Twitter verify login request mm. part on the Twitter app. Just think about that. If you have any site, and I say this because I've been, because I'm a tech, I'm a tech guy. I go, I list, I follow a bunch of stuff. If you have any site that does any sort of two-factor authentication, look into doing it and just making your life easier to prevent shit like this from happening to you. That's all. Anyway, last thing. Go ahead. Uh, last thing. So, are you guys on Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? Oh, I'm, I'm on Team Captain America. Uh, I'm on Team for Big Ass Bad or Bad. Wow, that was terrible. <laughs> team blah 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 blah. Wow. Uh, I'm on just on a team. I want to see a good fight. Honestly, I don't really care. Ah. Uh, Switzerland. Because yeah. you know what? This was no, neutral. This was kind of ruined for me. Because right. this is, cause someone said this is like the Marvel equivalent of Twilight, and I'll just... Okay, twi- this got 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. This isn't Twilight. No, 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 no. The movie itself, if I'm just the whole Team Cat, Team Captain America versus Team Iron Man thing is... Oh, yeah, well, no, yeah. Well, hold, hold on. Now, you say your opinion, and then I'm going to explain Jay why you're wrong. Yeah, I'm Team Captain. Okay, sure. good. What if, if you were in the comic books, and if you enjoy this, you go and see and enjoy your movie, do yourself a favor... Go to whatever bookstores are left, probably just Barnes and Noble, or just go online and pick up uh, Civil War in graphic novel form, which you can get. It's one of the best things Marvel has ever done, and it pretty much—it's what the movie's going to be kind of based around, kind of sorta about: should superheroes register with the government to take responsibility for their actions? And it's pretty much where it gets split down is between Iron Man and Captain America, and that miniseries is. It's the best, in my opinion, that Marvel's ever ever done. It's it's so good. Um, the artwork is amazing. The story is fantastic. I mean, Spider-Man reveals himself to be Par- Peter Parker to the world, uh, which you won't see in this movie. I, I can't imagine, but yeah. uh, it's it's not Twilight. It's not Twilight. No, no, no. no. I know. I, listen, I know it is not Twilight. I just saw somebody make a mention of it, and you know what that person is—a hipster. Well, yeah. like, I'm gonna find something that. It's annoying about this. Yeah. People like it. Screw them. But honestly, yeah. like I, I, I have not read the the comic. I haven't read the the comics at all. Uh, I haven't watched all the movies yet either. Yikes. I know. I, I've I've watched Good the God, Iron Man movies and I've watched the Avengers movies. I just haven't watched the Captain America set series. Oh, what is happening to you, man? Winter Soldier is the best standalone. Right. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. I have a plan to watch these movies because I, I have not except for Star Wars, I have not gone to see a movie in theaters in five years. Wow! So I plan to watch these movies before it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray. You're like Simon Borg. <laughs> no, it's just I, I'm not willing to pay the twenty bucks anymore to sit in the theater, a, a crappy theater. Sure, mm, I usually go in the mornings when I could just sit at home comfortably on my couch and watch it after it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray. You're doing movies wrong, my man. Seven dollar matinees right over here in the big theater. That's how that's, I yeah, six dollar matinees here in the uh, in the Jersey. Well, that's why. That's why I went to go see Star Wars in theater because I knew I had to do that one. Yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, small to Truman's point about no bookstores. Small business plug. Little shop of comics. Scotch Plains. They have the graphic novels along with the uh, comics. So yeah, yeah. It, really, if you're gonna go somewhere to get it, go uh, try to get it from your local comic shop. Yeah. Uh, for those who read Red Bank, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash. Yeah. Fuck Kevin Smith. That's a nice place. <laughs> a nice place. That is, it's a nice place. I've been there before. I've been there. It's a nice place. Yeah, go to your local shop. Pick up, pick it up in, reg- in the regular and get all, uh, I think it's like six issues, or just go get the graphic novel version. It's awesome. All right. So is that it for Dumping Grounds? I, cause I have nothing, so. Yeah. Uh, yep. Just, just uh, Friday, Darby Road, Scotch Plains. I hope to see you all there.
Oh, there you go. So I think it's time for uh, Truman's Terrible Team of the Week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes, and instead of a terrible team this, of the week, we're going to have the terrible week of the week, because that's what this week was. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about last Wednesday, where there were three, or I think there was three 1-1 one, one draws in one day. And in the weekend, there was, I think, three more 1-1 one, one draws. And then there was, uh, I think, two 2-2 two, two draws. So you're looking at uh, a Wednesday, and then the weekend there were eight draws, six of them being one-to-one draws. That is a brutal week of MLS soccer. Wow, is that bad. Uh, Yeah, so shame on everybody but uh, us magnificent Red Bulls with the 4 nothing shellacking, which we could have gone to Dallas, which would have been fun. But let's just pick on the whole league as a whole. And uh, step up your game, guys. Come on. No one wants to watch this nonsense. Nope. Ain't going to sell tickets that way. 1-1 one, one draws. Give me a break. Hey, as the one thing you can say about the Red Bulls, at least they don't draw. Touche. Right. Draw. Yeah, points, fans, whatever. You know. All right. Uh, so wrap this one up. Is that where we're at? Wrapping it up. We are right. wrapping it up. So are... you can visit us at onceinmetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash redbullrant and throwing us a few bucks our way. Uh, redbullrant at gmail.com if you want to email us in the week. 973-348-5329 if you want to call us. By the way, I'm putting out an all-points bulletin for Tommy from Bayonne. And his mom. Well, Tommy from Bayonne first because we have not heard from him since the bingo tournament. So I have a very bad feeling that some bingo syndicate has taken Tommy. <laughs> the bingo mob. There there was a fire in Bayonne like two weeks ago. Tommy! Mm. It was a brush fire. So, I mean, assuming he's not homeless, he should be fine. Well, he, he's not homeless. We know that. Cool. Okay. Um, Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMACD82 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. And I got to put this in Jenna for the rest of the show. Uh, Google Play Music, if you want to listen to us on there, we're now available also. Any last words before we get out of here? Yeah, oh, I'm new to this team, and uh, oh, I think we're going to go down and uh, smoke some cigarettes, and uh, we're going to win this game. Oh. Mm. They celebrate this victory with a cigarette and a brandy. Oh. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 182 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Late.